Welcome to Project BGR, craft beer and conversation. And did we mention craft beer? The beer guys Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams talk to the makers and creators from the craft beer world and beyond. Now, time for Project BGR with your hosts, Tim and Aaron. And welcome to Project BGR. I'm Aaron Williams. And I'm Tim Dennis. On this week's show, we're going to talk to Cigar City Brewing's brewmaster, Wayne Wombles. Wayne was in Georgia a little while ago brewing a collaboration with Georgia's Wild Heaven Craft Beer. He took a little break and we had a chat on the patio. We are here with Wayne Wombles. He is the brewmaster of Cigar City Brewing in lovely Tampa, Florida. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks for having me. Excellent. No, thank you for joining us here on the show. So, so Wayne, um, tell you what, uh, Tampa uh, uh, Cigar City is one of my favorite breweries here in the southeast. Uh, you guys make some wonderful beers, uh, including High Lie, which is in my top three, I'd have to say, for IPAs. And I'm a big IPA guy, so, uh, so I do appreciate you coming in and joining us today. Because, again, awesome. I'm going to kind of... You know, this is a good time to say with the background noise we got That's here, true. I want to thank Wild Heaven for hosting us today. We're on their patio recording. We just had, had Marta one come of our through. lovely Marta trains That's come right. through, you it's might Marta. have heard. So right. we're enjoying some uh, fairly warm yet mild-ish mild-ish. It's not, it's not so, yeah. uh, uh, Oktoberfest beer just yet, yeah. but it's pretty close. It. So we're working gotcha. on it. So. Hey, uh, Wayne, just tell us a little bit about your backstory, man. What, what got, got you into brewing? Um, I... Uh, I went to uh, junior college to figure out if that's what I wanted to, uh, what I wanted to do actually, and took the whole test where you, basically, it's supposed to tell you what occupation you should pursue or what degree, and um, ended up like uh, attempting to go for um, environmental engineering, and then uh, in a very short period of time decided that's not what I wanted to do with my life, um, and, and actually became uh, this pretty, uh, pretty distraught with the whole college thing period and yep. um and left there just wasn't anything that i wanted to do um so i just decided to uh, work in restaurants and bars until i could figure out what i wanted to do with my life which led me to being um uh, being very inspired by culinary um and i worked in a bunch of different restaurants so, you know, Greek, Mexican, Italian, and got to experience these different cultures. Because I'm in a small town, you know, I'm from a small town in southeast Alabama. And we were fortunate enough to have uh, a military installation nearby, which brought more culture to the area than if we had just been a small town in Alabama. Um, and that was, that was a big deal, too. Um, Is that near Pensacola, then? Is that uh, in that area? It's uh, Enterprise, Alabama. Okay. So it's southeast Alabama. It's about uh, 90 miles north of Panama City Beach. Gotcha. Um, so uh, I just became very... Uh, I fell in love with um, culinary and um, and beverage and all that stuff. I just was fascinated with it. And uh, started cooking at home and got really deep into that. And then... Um, then I, someone someone let me try craft beer, and uh, before that, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of respect for beer. Um, but uh, after I had um, had craft beer, I, actually, it was a friend of mine that um, that uh, was getting it through the, the beer of the month club. Okay. Um, I think now that club is uh, Michael Jackson's Rare Beer Club. It was that same club, but back in the '90s, um, early '90s, and. Um, Hurricane Opal came through and knocked the power and the water out for three days. So we sat around drinking craft beer for three days and playing cards, basically. 
and that's when I really like a great way to handle a hurricane. Yeah, yeah. exactly, so, definitely. Yeah. That's when I really realized um, this this stuff is great. And then I got to the point where um, I bought a book and I started brewing beer at home. That was the first. That was the beginning of the journey. And then after about three years of brewing uh, at home. Um, I was given a, a job as the, as the apprentice at Poplar Head Mule Company in Dothan, Alabama, which is about 30 miles away from my hometown. And I brewed there for probably a year and a half and then went to work for Buckhead Brewery and Grill in Tallahassee, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, three years in Tallahassee with them and then um, two years in Atlanta at uh, the Alpharetta location, Buckhead Brewery. and then uh, Now that's five seasons now, right, where, where Buckhead used to be up there? Um, is that the five I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then also brewed at the Cumming location, which is further north than that on 400. Um, then after that, went back home, decided that um, maybe it was time to give, you know, like uh, to, to give home another shot. Because at the time, I mean, the reason I left was because the, the culture just wasn't there. Sure. So um, uh, went back home, helped to open up another brewery that failed within six months. And then I... I left and went to brew for Foothills Brewing Company in Winston-Salem, North okay. Carolina. Sure. I was there for about 15 months and then um, applied at Cigar City Brewing. And w- my first day on the job was March 24th, uh, 2008. And that's where I've been ever since. Okay. Now, what did you? What position did you start with at Cigar City? I was the head brewer in, in the Started beginning. In the I was, bre- okay. Yeah. I was the first employee. I was the first person on payroll. Very cool. Yeah. Now, uh, you've uh, been there, for, again, for several years, really grown the business. Uh, again, Cigar City, one of the most renowned, if not uh, most popular uh, breweries in the southeast. Uh, and, uh, you know, you've got a lot of things out there. Of course, High Lie is, is, is sort of your core. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your philosophy. What, what do you uh, have behind the, 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 the beers that you're brewing uh, overall? Um, I, one, of, one of my approaches and has been since I started brewing in 1993 was um, to fuse culinary with Zymergy. And um, and I th- I think that we do that pretty well. Um, also, I'm trying to look at things in such a way to where I'm making our concept mesh with our brands and our beers. Um, so that's why some of our hop four beers are more tropical in nature mm-hmm. because I feel that's the way the concept concept should be based upon where we're located. Yeah. Um, and another big thing is balance. I think balance is one of the most important things in brewing. You're listening to Project BGR. It's time for us to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more from Cigar City's Wayne Wobbles right after this. Hey, this is Aaron. I want to thank you so much for listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We've got some really awesome things that are coming soon that will help us engage with you some more. We're not going to lie to you, though. It takes time, effort, and money to produce this show every week. So if you'd like to be part of the Beer Guys family, we would love your help. Head to patreon.com slash beerguys to become a sponsor. We're not going to beg. Okay, maybe just a little bit. But hey, we've got some great swag for those who become a sponsor, and you'll be among the first to know about the great things that are coming to the Beer Guys universe. Again, that's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash beerguys. Or you can go to BeerGuysRadio.com and click the sponsor link. We thank you for your support and cheers. And welcome back to Project BGR. We're talking to Wayne Wombles from Cigar City. Now, some of the other beers you have, uh, 
I got a friend sent me recently, uh, Daryl, uh, sent me your Lacto Peach Grove. And you do a series of those. You have a Lacto Guava, I believe, Lacto Bacillus Guava Grove, Lacto that. So The Grove series is what we Grove call series. it. Grove series, okay. So, yeah. And uh, that's not – so we're talking about your clean beers here, like the highlight in that. But you guys do a lot of barrel-aged beers. Sure. Uh, you, you, you know, stouts and that. So uh, you really – Get in a little bit of everything. You're not a one-dimensional brewery, I guess is what I'm saying there. No, you just, I, I think we're not just a hoppy brewery. Yeah, I'm going to keep learning until I die. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's my approach. What are your favorite styles to brew? Favorite styles to brew or favorite styles to drink? How about both sides? Which ones? Uh, what, what beers do you? Is there a certain beer you enjoy brewing more than others? Or well, at this point, I think that um, more interested in uh, mixed culture beers and things like that because. Until recently, we weren't able to produce those beers, um, and uh, that that really has my attention right now. Um, as far as what I enjoy drinking the most, um, Pale Ale, Session IPA, Lower ABV IPA, um, things along those lines. I like hop forward beers, but I don't I don't I want to drink several. I don't want to get into like something that's over about six and a half, and preferably. Between 4.5 and 5.5 is a better target for me. And that ties in. We were just talking earlier when we had Eric Johnson with Wild Heaven in here with us that, you know, all these big beers and that, they're great. It's wonderful to get a big complex beer like that, but you can't sit down and drink, you know, four or five. Yeah, you can't crush it. I was going to comment on that, but I let it go. I mean, in my opinion, I think that the beers in that 4.5 to 5.5 pocket are the most noblest of beers. Yeah. I don't think that there's anything more regal or noble than that. There's not a lot you can hide in a beer. It's a drinking beer, like you said, right? Yeah. But it's a drinking beer that has a lot of character, and that's not easy to execute on a beer that's 4.5. Exactly. You know, and you you get a Pilsner, and of course a Pilsner gets a bad rep uh, across America because it's it's by the middle of Coors, but you get a really well-made Pilsner or a lager like what you guys make. You know, uh, Creature Comforts is another one that has the Bebo Pils. You can't, like I said, you can't hide anything, and it's just a nice, cold, good drinking beer that on a day like this, that's all I want. And if you don't execute it correctly, you'll have watery, thin body. I mean, there's right. so many yeah. things that you can go wrong. Um, and uh, like Eric stated, nothing to hide behind. Right. Yeah. But absolutely. we shouldn't be hiding behind anything as brewers. We should we should have good process and good recipe technique, you know, like we those should, things. But we know not everybody adheres to that right now, right? So yes. yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so now uh, we talked about collaborations and we actually enjoyed just a little earlier a collaboration you'd done with Galway Bay Brewery in Ireland. Uh, the Faithon IPA. Uh, you do a lot of collaborations, which is why you're here at Wild Heaven today. Yeah, Correct. Yeah. A collaboration with them. Just I probably traveled. Just I'm just gonna guess at this, but I would say 20 weeks out of 52. Wow. Okay. I'm gone. I'm like off. I've brewed in uh, the Netherlands this year. I've, I've brewed in Iceland this year. I've, well, Ireland. We had that beer earlier. Um, those are my international. And I'll brew at three breweries at the end of October in Northern England this year. Um, and I think that that'll be it for the international travel for the year. Did you get a nice, per- different perspective when you kind of go abroad uh, to check out? Sure, and collaboration yeah, with and them? it's it's also to me about it's it's about you know like understanding what the brewery is about where I'm visiting and and that's hosting, but it's also really about what's this culture like, mm-hmm. like what's the culture of this area like or this country or this region of this country, um, what 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 do they eat and and like what's indigenously grown and and what do those things mean to them and why why do they do those things you know um what's the beer market like how do consumer how do consumers respond to beer what beers do they respond best to all those things i'm looking at and i'm thinking about the entire time i'm, I'm away 
Um, I think they're very important things, and they're and I'm I'm just absolutely really interested in them as well. So the international collaboration is that not not just an excuse to run all over the world drinking beer. Don't tell everywhere. my secret, so, man. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. We need we need that gig, uh, Tim. Yeah, right. So exactly. So now uh, you uh, we're talking again to Wayne Wombles here. He is the brewmaster of Cigar City Brewing in Tampa, Florida. Now, of course, uh, you're known for several beers, but I think one of your most famous ones, especially among the beer nerds, is Hunapu. Uh, born here in Atlanta, from what I hear, is that is that true, or am I completely off on that one? Hunapu was it? Uh, I heard that the first iteration of that was Atlanta Cascale tasting. That's correct. That the correct? first okay. that was ever released to the public was Atlanta Cascale mm-hmm. in 2009, and uh, it took first place. And it was before the brewery was even open. It was in January, yeah. and we didn't open until March. So I was, we were thrilled to death about that. And that's a great event uh, hosted by Owen Ogletree. Yeah, that he's he does a great every guy. Year. Yeah. Just an excellent, uh, Love that guy. Excellent event. So that's, uh, that's kind of cool. And it's, it's grown, you may say. That's putting it mildly, right? Yeah. So, and that's, I went, uh, I went to, I've been to Hunapu's Day once. I went in 2014. So I got to oh, the, no. the Hunapu's <laughs> Day. So it was, uh, but you guys, we I know learned, the initial re- the, the initial reaction, both, uh, both on Cigar City side and the consumer side, there was a lot of frustration with the way things went. But like you said, a lot was learned, and I haven't, I haven't made it back just yet, but I've heard that, you know, changes were made and, you know, streamlined based on kind of what you learned there. We literally spend like 10 to 11 months planning this thing. Yeah. I mean, within a month or so after the last one has ended, we're beginning to plan for the next one and it's very intensive um a lot goes into it and i think that i think that the one we put on this year went extremely well and um we just hope that we can continue doing it that well in in coming years any changes planned for the festival this uh i guess it'd be 2017 right this Uh, the same location but uh i can't cite specific details right now i think that we're too far out um and i'd hate to to promise something that we didn't deliver happen gotcha sure Excellent. Now, uh, some of the other beers that you've got, I just noticed that you've got a new uh, double IPA that's coming out, uh, Florida Man. Sure, yeah. and um, that that whole thing started out, um, we made a beer called Monstro Lupulo for the Rear Beer Club, and the, the base beer, uh, Florida Man began as that base beer, but that beer also had, it was aged on spruce and Spanish cedar, so the, hop, the hops were set up to profile those woods. Um, and we, we took the wood out for, uh, for Florida Man. And then I've just also recently revised it to sort of modernize it. So I'm really looking forward to that one coming out and seeing how people respond to it. Now, why a uh, uh, double IPA for Florida Man? I, I think Florida Man would drink a lot of light American lagers. With, with cut-off jean shirts. <laughs> <Wasn't that> the, <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Right. little muscle shirt, some cut-off jeans, wrestling gators there. So. That's right. Is that uh, was there a reason to choose a, a double for the style, or just happened to work out that way? I don't name all the beers. Okay, <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. You yeah, just make it, it wasn't my decision, um, but I do think it's a very humorous name. Yeah, definitely. The, for those that aren't familiar with the Florida Man stories, just Google the phrase. Exactly, that's all you need to do. Find that's, out there. So that's that's a lot of people like say either Germany or Florida. The weird stories happen there, yeah. and that's uh, usually what happens. So anyway, you know we love our folks uh, down south uh, of us here. Anyway, we're going to wrap it up real quick here, here with Wayne Wombles. He is the uh, brewmaster of Cigar City Brewing. Now, what's coming up next for you guys? Uh, what do you guys have on tap? Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, uh, I think Neil could probably tell you better than I could. Okay, Neil's sitting here, by the way. Yeah, he's, he's spectating. Is that Mike still live there? Uh, it might, it yeah, can, can be, right? Neil, come on and join us. Tell us about it. Talk about beer. Okay. 
That sounds like a plan. We have an extra person coming here. I, I, I knew he was a brewer because he has a beard and glasses, so I figured yes. that, uh, you know, he yeah. pretty yeah, the work shirt and the about. beard that's a that, prerequisite that's for working in any exactly. brewery. Exactly. Yeah. So, so introduce yourself real quickly. Uh, my name is Neil Callahan. I'm the elector for Cigar City. So my job, uh, part of my job at least, is hanging out with Wayne and uh, picking his brain, trying to figure out exactly what's going on in there, and then translating that down into information that we can use for sales and marketing. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so he's kind of the creative idea guy, and then I'm taking part of the job again is, is to take some of that and then figure out how do we make that a reality in sales and marketing. So, so Wayne's the Steve Jobs, and you're the Wozniak of the of the crew, maybe right? Yeah, just, he just, just say okay. He, he's, just the guy, okay. He's, he's the guy that owns the basketball team, right? That's right. I'll take, okay, I'll take it. That's right. Um, so, but okay. Wayne was mentioning uh, a few things earlier about I know about wild beer and sour beer. Um, we do have fooders that just came in, so we're excited right. to kind of dive into that and um, really play around with wild. Uh, Pretenomyces, wild scaramyces, any kind of mixed fermentation that we really haven't had the ability to in the past. So having that kind of outlet for Wayne's creativity, we're very excited about that. Um, packaging formats are changing for some of our beers, which we're excited about. You mentioned Florida Man. So this is actually the third time we're going to be releasing Florida Man, but the very first time in four-pack cans. Okay. You know, a double IPA in, in a, a can really makes a world of difference over a bomber. Um, so, you know, a couple little tweaks here and there and um, being able to increase capacity. You know, the partnership with Oscar Blues has really allowed us to um, grow at a much quicker rate than we have been able to in the past. So trying to get as much beer out to as many people as possible. We're, uh, we're all really, really looking forward to it. Because with that partnership, the Oscar Blues, is are they brewing some of your beers now? Not yet, there, but so? they will be. They um, will be, okay. We just were, they were, we're purchasing equipment uh, for their facilities, and once that equipment is in place, um, then... Uh, the plan is to produce uh, Highly and Brevard, and I think eventually, you know, Longmont and possibly uh, Austin. But uh, I know definitely Brevard, and uh, it should be a significant increase in volume. And uh, eventually, it, if we use all these production facilities uh, correctly, it'll be um, it'll be really great for the consumer, and it'll be strategically um, attacking not attacking, but strategically like sh- you know, like sending product to the market. So, say Longmont might service. The west and the northwest U.S. and you know Austin could, can service the, the central U.S. and Brevard is in striking distance for um, for Denmark because we export every once in a while and the northeast U.S. So that puts pressure product in the hands of consumers and I think that that's a win for everybody. And this is possible because re, uh, earlier this year. Uh, Cigar City was sold to a company Fireman Capital. Is Controlling that interest to Fireman so Capital. Is that right? well, yeah. we're, we're all kind of partnered up with Oscar Blues, with Perrin up in Michigan, with Squatters and Wasatch out in Utah. Okay. Um, and honestly, Wayne bringing up the equipment thing, I, I think, highlights the fact that it really is a partnership. It's not um, anybody like Dale or Oscar Blues or Fireman coming in and saying, change this, change this, change this. It's collaborating with the folks at Oscar Blues. You know, we said, look, this is how we handle uh, clarity. This is how we handle this process in the brew house. And they said, well, we do it a little bit different, and we said, well, let's let's figure this out. Let's talk about this together, and it wasn't them coming in and mandating things. It was us talking about things as a team and as, as partners, so um, we're really, really happy with those guys, and again, they've given us nothing but a lot of leeway to uh, create more and get more beer into more hands. So it sounds awesome. like internally positive response to, to, the, yeah, to the partnership there. It's, so. I think it's, it's going to allow 
them to make our beer true to brand, and it's going to make their beers even better than they already are. Okay. And, and we know the fans always like to complain when there's what they deem a sellout on there. We've seen it recently in Georgia with Terrapin and Spike and, and that. So have uh, after the initial uh, backlash there, how's uh, customer response? How are things going? You know, I honestly don't recall so. seeing much of a backlash in the beginning, but maybe I wasn't paying as much attention to social media as, as other people. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be a positive thing overall. Um, it's not like we got bought out by this massive macro right. who's going to make us yeah. put you know like water down our beers or make us make insipid beers. Yeah. I mean, it's we're we're, we're working with like uh, a craft brewer that's been around for a very long period of time, and and I think definitely garners respect from the populace. Um, you know, it's it's just. Uh, just a matter of getting there you know yeah, there's sure. a, it's, there's a there's a process of stepping stones and um i think that there's also uh i'm concerned about the i am concerned honestly about the way that people will uh view uh brevard production because i think that there are just skeptics um if there are any changes like this anyway so i mean we're just going to make true to brand beer and yeah. put the freshest beer uh in front of uh consumer and and hope that the Hope that they they see the benefit from and, it. Absolutely. And honestly, the nice thing is that we've been trying to get beer true to brand on different brew houses and in different locations for years. So we have literally years of experience of doing this, stepping it up from our small 15 barrel brew house to our 30 barrel brew house. There was a lot of back and forth, checking A, checking B, making sure it was true to brand. Sure. Then moving some production over to Brew Hub in Lakeland, Florida. It's the same exact process, and we absolutely will not release beer. We're not going to release Highline unless it's freaking Highline. True to brand, and, yeah. And we have we've dumped a lot of beer trying to get it to be Highline, and we're going to continue to make sure that we're doing every single thing that we need to to make sure that even the folks that drink Highline every single day, like Wayne and myself, can't tell the difference between Highline. Where the can comes exactly. from there, right? Great. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We really sure. appreciate it. Uh, you've been listening to Beer Guys Radio, and we're going to wrap up for the week. Aaron. That's right. We'll see you guys later. Cheers and drink local. Thanks for listening to Project BGR, and of course, special thanks to Wayne Wombles from Cigar City for taking the time out to talk to us. You can learn more about the brewery at CigarCityBrewing.com. And remember, Project BGR is available on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You could subscribe and leave a rating because it really helps. It definitely does. Plus, tune into Beer Guys Radio every Saturday for all the news you need to know about the craft beer movement in the Southeast. We podcast that show, too. We're out there on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Beer Guys Radio. Cheers, and we'll see you next time. Here on the Beer Guys Radio Show, we always encourage you to drink local. And, of course, shop local at your favorite bottle shop. But sometimes you want something different, a beer you heard about online, or maybe you've got a bottle share to attend, but nothing special to bring, or you just want to check out something new. That's where Inside the Cellar comes in. They stock lots of craft beer from breweries that may not be available in your hometown. Shipping is almost free for every 12 you buy, and if you use our special promo code, you'll get 10% off of your order. Inside the Cellar also stocks wines and craft soda, too. And using Inside the Cellar helps us out. So head to BeerGuysRadio.com, click on the Sponsors link at the top of the page, and click the Inside the Cellar icon to shop, and enter our special promo code for 10% off, too. That's BeerGuysRadio.com, click the Sponsors link, and then go to Inside the Cellar.
Hey, it's Aaron, and you're a fan of craft beer, right? And you want to know more about what's going on in the craft beer scene in Georgia? Thanks to the hard work from my co-host, Tim, we are giving you the lowdown on the craft beer scene every week right in your inbox. Go to BeerGuysRadio.com and sign up for This Week in Georgia Beer right at the top. We won't spam you, promise, or sell your name. Just good beer info every week. Plus, you can win great prizes from us. This Week in Georgia Beer, sign up today. BeerGuysRadio.com.